This is Marilyn Monroe Radio, the only broadcast brought to you from the heart of Tinseltown, where we will revisit, re-examine, and reminisce about the life, films, career, and even the death of Hollywood's most beloved star, Marilyn Monroe. I'm your host, Samantha McLaughlin. Marilyn Monroe Radio is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please subscribe, download, review, and share this and other episodes with your friends. In this episode, we're going to change things up a bit, casting a wider net, so to speak, and to take a look at Hollywood's departed idols. And who better to interview than the queen of Hollywood's dead herself, Jackie Gainley. An author of two books, Tragic Hollywood, Glamorous, Beautiful, and Dead, and Tragic Hollywood, Glamorous, Beautiful, and Still Dead. Both available on Amazon, and don't forget to follow on Facebook and Instagram by the same name. What's great about the Facebook page is that each day is a new death anniversary, as Jackie first coined the phrase, of those who moved on from having their names up in lights to a more permanent marquee. Let's dive in, shall we? Enjoy. Welcome to the show. This is uh, Marilyn Monroe Radio. And uh, Jackie, if you could introduce yourself and your uh, fan page and your books. All right. Well, thank you. I'm honored to be here. And um, my name is Jackie Gunny, and I um, am a writer. And I run a page called Tragic Hollywood, Beautiful, Glamorous, and Dead. It's on Facebook and pretty easy to find because there aren't any other pages with that title. And I've written two books. Uh, one of them is Tragic Hollywood, Beautiful, Glamorous, and Dead. And the other one's Tragic Hollywood, Beautiful, Glamorous, and Still Dead. Well, I do like to uh, call you the queen of Hollywood's dead. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and um, let's just uh, go over a few of your favorite uh, uh, deaths. Well, we'll call okay. it what it is. <laughs> um, how about... One of my favorites is uh, Jean Harlow. Mm-hmm. So th- at the time of this taping, it was the um, anniversary of her death. And as you know, on the page, we always try to do a tribute to the star on the anniversary of their death. And I call it a death anniversary. And I'm pretty sure I made that term up. People dispute that, but I'm almost sure I made that term up. I hadn't heard it before I said it. So I call it death anniversary. And um Yeah, she was one of the inspirations for my first book. She's in my first book. And she was one of the big inspirations for that book because, you know, she died at the age of 26 from um, renal failure. And at that time, they didn't have dialysis. And it was thought that she probably caught the virus that led to her kidney failure 10 years ago at a camp. Um, that I actually talk about. She got scarlet fever at this camp when she was like 15 and newly died and they think that the virus laid dormant in her. And then um, she started uh, drinking pretty heavily later on in her career. And then she got the flu. And they think that this about the flu might have awoken that virus. So she's pretty tragic. I mean, she yeah. had a meteoric rise and then a meteoric fall really fast. And that's that's kind of the epitome of tragic Hollywood. Yeah, and she along, I mean, the torch was passed along to Thelma Todd, which is another book. And Thelma Todd um, died, you know, I'm not going to be, I can't, I don't remember who died first. I want to say that Thelma Todd died first. 
but I'm not sure. I, you might want to look it up. But yeah, they had two blonde bombshells die real close. They were real close to each other when they died. I, I mean, in death. The um, I don't know if they ever knew each other. But Thelma Todd was more of a comedian, and uh, she loved doing shorts and stuff like that. But um, her death was mysterious, and they still talk about it today. Something about a garage and you know, carbon monoxide poisoning and was it suicide? Was it murder? Was it an accident? Blah, blah, blah. And it's so intriguing. And one of the reasons it's intriguing is the building is still there. The garage is still there. Everything is still there, which is so unusual. You can still drive by it. You can still go in the back alleyway and look at the garage, which you're going to take me to next time I visit. (laughs) It's gorgeous down there. I mean, it's up in the hills, you know, it's right on PCH, but then Mm -hmm. you have to drive up to get to the garage right. and it's or quite a lot of property stairs that she took mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> you can see those stairs um true but yeah um so i decided it was so mysterious that i would write a noir novel and it's a total fan fiction novel it's completely fictionalized i changed her name to hazel champagne and i added a character who is her agent who is secretly in love with her named Eddie Shaw and the whole book is pretty much fictionalized but it sort of follows that timeline of her life so I'm looking forward I'm I am two-thirds finished with this book I mean two-thirds finished with the first draft so Oh, I'm looking forward to that book. Um, I know my one of my first reads was uh, Fatty Arbuckle and I also bought the book for my dad for, for Christmas because yeah. you have a different take on it than most authors out there. Yes. <laughs> yes, because I'm not really into this. Let's blame the victim. Let's blame um, Virginia Rapay. I mean, she clearly was healthy when she went into that hotel room and she came out really sick really fast and she did have a history of bladder infections but she died of a burst bladder not a bladder infection and bladders don't just burst spontaneously she had to have a lot of force pushed on her bladder to make it burst like that so i have reached what i call a tentative conclusion that they were both drunk and our buckle probably threw her on the bed and then jumped on top of her in a really um, reckless attempt at some kind of sexual encounter Mm -hmm. that didn't work out because then she started screaming and be in pain. Wasn't there something with ice cubes or some ice? That was in the newspapers at the time. I don't know. I wrote about that in the book and someone said to do that to, to shut her up. That's what I think he suggested that you do that to shut her up. And they went and got ice cubes and stuck them up there. I this is from somebody who was a witness at the time, one of those women that were that actually testified at the trial was saying this. So I'm not sure what went down, but I don't believe that he's co- completely innocent in this regard, like everyone else seems to think. Oh, they say that he was acquitted and that the judge apologized to him. How, how unusual in 19, what, is it, what was it, 1926 Yeah, very early 20s, I mean, yes. How unusual is it for a star like that to get off and, you know, have an all-male judge, jury and judge, you know, 
apologize to him. I just don't buy it. Yeah, um, I don't buy it either. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> was blown away by that chapter in your book. <laughs> um, and then to go on to Paul Lynn, you know, he was just a hysterical comedian. Everyone loved mm-hmm. him. And, uh, but his, his, the story of his death, again, tragic. Yeah. Didn't he, he died alone, right? In his, in his yes. that yes. was sad. You know? That was really sad. And yeah. he had, I believe, a heart condition. And I they didn't so. find him for several days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, um, I think they just uh, recently, within the last five years, um, solved the case with Sal. Was that um, the person that jumped yeah, out? The, oh, you mean the, Sal Minio. Yeah. Oh, Sal Minio. so yeah. Uh, robbery, I guess, right? Yeah, just a random senseless death and that was uh, yeah just a couple weeks ago I think it was two I watched Columbo and I'm like hey hey that's Sal what's his name (laughs) and he was a beautiful beautiful boy I I might have posted a picture of him in Columbo wasn't he playing some kind of temper or like terrorist uh, oh Mm -hmm. he was playing a terrorist okay Mm -hmm. who was I gonna say is buried with uh, oh Peter Falk is buried at Maryland's uh, cemetery. I like to call it her cemetery. And um, <laughs> I watch Columbo every weekend. Uh, but um, did, my husband did was you... a huge Columbo fan. Oh, love, he was, love, love um, him. When he, we went to Ma Maison in 1983. Ma Maison was like the inn restaurant at that time. And he that was where he asked me to marry him. And Peter Falk was with his family at that restaurant at the time. But did you have, happen to write anything on Veronica Lake in her fall? Well, I do on the page. I've never written about her in my books, but I thought maybe she might be in the the third tragic Hollywood book, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was sad. I mean, she was like an alcoholic. Yeah. And kind of went down to the tubes and didn't, she wasn't very old when she died. I mean, she in her 50s. I mean, it was really sad. Yeah, she was, she was fairly very young. Who are some of your favorite deaths? Well, I... Some of my favorite dad. That's so weird. <laughs> Come on, it's true. You know it. I know. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a death bag. I mean, sometimes people on the page forget that that's what the page is about, and I get a lot of flack for showing death photos. And yeah, they, they do forget. I see that. Details about. <laughs> I see that they're like, "Why would you post that?" You're like, "That's um, so disrespectful." Did Why you forget you where that? you are? Do you know what kind of page this is? It's a pretty gruesome and macabre page, you know? Yes. Well, just like uh, Phil Hartman. I remember yeah. when that happened. That was so sad. And, and again, uh, that's highly controversial because I like to get both sides of these stories. And he was a known narcissist and he continued to use substances in front of his wife who was trying to recover and trying to get sober it didn't seem to matter to him that he would get high in front of her he would drink in front of her finally I guess he he decided he would just go off on his yacht and (laughs) do those things so that he wouldn't have to do it in front of her but there was a lot of um, tension in that marriage before the murder ever happened doesn't excuse what she did she was um, that was bad I mean that picture that you posted of the back of her head 
um, with her talking to Phil Hartman uh, for the set of Saturday Night Live. I mean, for the opening. Um, right, she, where the, the earring is swinging. Yeah. Mm-hmm, she wants to be on camera. and She her, did. <laughs> Well, she, yeah. I think she had aspirations for being an actress, you know, while oh, sure. you know, she met him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we just did um, Mary Pickford. Yes. So she was, she was like the big, like they called her America's sweetheart. And mm-hmm. um, she lived to be almost 90. But um, she's interesting in a couple of respects. So her, both of her uh, siblings, um, Jack Pickford and Lottie Pickford died alcoholics and Jack Pickford was a gone alcoholic and didn't make it past the age of 36. I think he was he married, to really. Olive Thompson. married to all of Thomas, Thomas. Who, who was, um, considered like the, the, um, like the, um, Elizabeth Taylor, like she had, she had violet eyes and she, although if you look at her picture, she really didn't have very good teeth. And I, I don't think that that was like a thing back then. People just accepted that you have, you know, you know, nowadays they cap the teeth and they, you know, they make sure that they're perfect. But back then natural teeth was just a deal anyway but she was supposed to be really beautiful she was in the follies berger and all that stuff and um jack pickford supposedly stole her from uh um who's the guy that does the follies um but he was obsessed with her he's the one that um had the painting in his office of her naked hung over his office and um anyway um he supposedly stole her away from him and brought her to hollywood and she made like a few films that I don't really think she made a lot of films, but she was pretty well known at the time of her death. And she it's was the first disputed. flapper. Yes. That movie? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That and was a good movie. It was long yes. for a silent <laughs> film. It was long. Yeah. All these silent films was... are long. They go on forever. They're like, they, they thought nothing of making a three hour film. I mean, I flapping it up. They don't have to remember their lines though, so they just keep <laughs> filming. <laughs> Right. Anyway, um, yeah. So th- we don't we don't know what really happened. Um, she could have taken it by accident, or she, some people say she did it on purpose because he was being an asshole <gasps> weekend. Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> the whole time that they were, you know, in Paris, but they were yeah. wild. They were two wild children and pretty wild living. And she didn't make it past her twenties, and he didn't make Gosh, it past his thirties. And what's really sad is she's. Buried in New York under the Pickford name, correct? She is the. We can think of the man. The man's name did the follies. He's the one that paid for her tomb. Zigfield. Um, Zigfield. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Zigfield follies. <laughs> yes, he paid mm-hmm. for her burial expenses on her tomb. Yeah, it's a. So it's, a it's a pretty if he's big. Going to pay for it. It's going to be near him. <laughs> yeah, that's so sweet. Um, it's a pretty big uh, mausoleum looking thing. It, it's. It doesn't look. It's. But it's actually. I think it's just room for like one tomb in there. I guess he wanted to make sure that Jack Pickford wasn't anywhere near. Her. It's funny. Um, <laughs> he. Uh, I know that poor thing. I wish they would put. You know her proper what made her famous, her last name, as opposed to Pickford, because she never carried yeah. Pickford, correct? As far as I know, no, she didn't use it professionally, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You um, would have thought he would have put it, because he was one paying for it, but he didn't. The yeah, he probably, I mean, well, he probably didn't have enough money, 
who knows? Who knows how much those things cost? Yeah. Uh, now, another interesting one is Peg Entwistle. Yeah. yeah. That is one of my favorites. I'm, yeah, that's horrible to say, but you guys know what I mean. <laughs> um, that is uh, so tragic, especially yeah. with the letter coming in the mail. I mean, it's just a Hollywood movie to yeah. saddest um, thing. She, I think Peg Entwistle could have had a perfectly successful career in Broadway. Uh, she would probably not have been a big star, but she could have had a, probably a pretty successful career on the Broadway stage. And she didn't want that. She wanted to come out to Hollywood. And for some reason, she just couldn't make it or she didn't give herself enough time. I think she was pretty broke, you know, at the time. I don't know. You know more because you probably read... Um, what's his James. Name? Yeah, James. Uh, I can never pronounce his last name. Uh, Zerk. <laughs> He's, uh, that's one of the best books I've ever read, um, including, uh, I mean, that's ever been on Peg Entwistle. I mean, he knows right. everything. He's talked to relatives. That's why and- I don't want to say anything necessarily. I'm not that big of an expert on Peg. He's the expert, but as yes. far as I know, she didn't have any money. She was living off the charity of her uncle in Beachwood Canyon. Yes. And if anyone knows Hollywood and they know Beachwood Canyon, that's a, it used to be a, a short hike to the Hollywood sign from Beachwood Canyon. And I guess they blocked that excess off at this point. The neighborhood has, they, they're the they, big yeah, they make it difficult. Um, yeah. In the eighties, we, we went up to the sign and we climbed all over the letters. Can't do that anymore. Yeah. No, no, there are <laughs> motion cameras and they'll swoop down on you very fast. Anyway, her ghost is supposed to haunt that place. And I talk about that in my book. Yes, with the <laughs> scent of gardenia. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, I would love to see her ghost up there. Yeah, that well, be, that would be let's interesting. Let's go hiking next time I come down. I know, here. I know. <laughs> we got a lot to do the next time you come because down here. In addition to a writer, I'm a photographer, and I absolutely love to get some pictures up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Biltmore Hotel with the Black Dahlia. Yes. Uh, all that history. Mm-hmm. I the, love the film. Oh my gosh, it's just gorgeous. So much history. Again, Columbo filmed episodes there. Yeah. And um, I mean, well, so like everybody. Even Bosch. Have you ever seen Bosch? The, the no, I have not. I just finished Ozark. Check it. They filmed a scene right outside the Biltmore where the fly, Angels flight was. They, they filmed oh. in and out. And in that bar where we, we had that mm-hmm. drink. And all around, all around the Biltmore. So oh that's gosh. one of the reasons I watch Bosch is to see the scenery. It's fun all around oh. Hollywood. Oh, okay. I'll have to watch that. I want to bring up Hedy Lamar is because oh, yeah. um, she's, they're actually doing a mini series based on her. And I'm not sure of the network. Sorry. I just read about this. They're doing like an eight part documentary on her. I mean, she's the in old movie star now because everybody's like giving her credit for the internet and, you know, stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, I was definitely going to write about her in my next Tragic Hollywood book because she's really she's gorgeous. And yeah, that yeah. is also sad. Also, I read uh, in your book, Frances Farmer. Yeah, that Frances. Was, I want to read. I want to write about her. That was sad. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, no, I have, she's not in my book. I haven't written about her yet, but I want you, to write about her. But uh, on your page, on my page, yes, I've written mm-hmm. about her. On the, 
Yeah. yeah. See, she's, if you she's get the book and <laughs> if you get yeah. the book, you you get things that are separate from the page, and the page is just every day. Yeah. You know, Steve McQueen. <laughs> yeah. uh, Marilyn like I said, Monroe. death anniversary. like recently I did, I had to do a death anniversary from scratch for um, Doris Day, which took me three days to put together because she just died last year. So, yeah. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to keep on top of it all. Yeah, yeah it is. There's a lot. Um, yeah. Another favorite is, uh, well, of course, Marilyn Monroe. And yep. So she's in the first book and... Mm-hmm. Um, Again, she's a little bit controversial, um, Sam, because because <laughs> it's not yes. all nice. <laughs> we agree to disagree on things, <laughs> especially Tony Curtis. Yeah, well, I remember that, but that's how I we have, became friends. But yeah, she's. I I have a thing in there, and it's a little known thing. Okay, and I didn't. I this was long before the Me Too movement. Okay, that I put this chapter in there, where Harvey Weinstein knew Marilyn Monroe and claimed that he stopped, found her, uh, uh, had overdosed on, she had overdosed on pills and he found her and got her to medical help and saved her at that point. And that was just a few months before she actually, um, died in, um, August. I think he found her in June. This was shortly after she was, um, fired from the, the movie. What was she making? Um, um, some something's got to give something's got to give um he found her in her in her home okay so i talk about that in regards to the suicide attempts and because that's not a rule that's not a well-known fact but i heard him say it himself in an interview so i don't know if he's lying but i thought it was interesting given the me too movement you know and the whole harvey weinstein thing mm-hmm. the uh well she had had uh overdoses in her past especially with arthur in connecticut i remember yes um i mean and then after her after her um what was it um miscarriage miscarriage yeah Mm -hmm. and uh uh, natasha Lightis, she helped her once so she did have a reputation of overdosing a bit right but the the last and final one i don't think it was an actual um on purpose. I think there was a combination I, yeah. with her green sin and uh, giving her, you know, medication because Bobby came by and pissed her off and he calmed her well, down. That's in my book where there was the rumor that Bobby Kennedy's came by that day. I believe it. Tearing so her Michelle. house apart because she thought that they were being watched, that, they, that her house was bugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then they found out um, years later in the attic in crawl spaces that the, the house was tapped that would i wouldn't doubt it yeah oh yeah <laughs> uh they were after um stuff on um on bobby sure so they were sure. they were looking for it and they just left it after he, he was assassinated and but I, jfk i also wrote about her friend peter lawford and um that's a big chapter in my book because he was super tragic beautiful glamorous and just a gone substance abuser by the time that he checked out on christmas eve yeah she she, um got the creeps from him and had said that she did not care for him but he was the go-between uh well he called she called him on the last night of her life 
Yeah, she did. Tell the president, uh, tell Pat goodbye. I remember. See, I don't believe that. I don't believe um, him because he was an alcoholic. And towards the end, his um, last wife, Debbie, something that divorced him. She the said that he was, young one. <laughs> yes, that one. She said that he was a liar and a drunk. And most of what he said about Marilyn wasn't true. But, well, that, you know, that, like that be, was a grain of salt. But he was super, he was a drunk. <laughs> but I think yeah. he, okay, my, here's what I think. I, he, I think he went to her apartment after she called him. I think he found her. And then I think he cleaned up the scene for the Kennedys because he didn't want, because he knew the cops would be all over that place. And he didn't want them to find anything that tied her. Yeah, he was, them. he was the, uh, the fixer. Uh, yeah, the fixer. <laughs> Exactly. And, and, you know, everyone's like, why didn't they call the uh, police right away? That's not how they did it in those days. They tidied the scene and the studio. and Like when Paul Byrne sure. died. Like exactly. Like Jean Harlow's husband, Paul Byrne, died, yeah. Exactly. And so I, that's what I think happened. Um, they cleaned it up for the Kennedys. Not that they that they were the ones that killed her. Yeah, I don't believe that either. Any Okay, we're going to get a bunch of people on my page who are like, the Kennedys <laughs> killed her. No, I don't no. believe that. But no. Um, no, I do believe that they were affiliated with her for sure. And I, I believe that Peter Lawford went and cleaned that up. That's what I think. Definitely. I, there was so. no Red Diary, by the way. I know the guy, Robert Slatzer, who started that. And he he was just trying to make a book. Right. So, well, if, unless you can think of anybody else, I think we ended it on a, on okay. a good note with Marilyn. Yeah. <laughs> after all. <laughs> well, all right. I want you to stay in touch. And of course, when you come down, we'll get together and paint the town red. That will be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> like always. Uh, I really hope you like my conversation with Jackie Gainley. The amount of detail she puts into her books is truly a labor of love, chocked full of the sordid details and photographs almost not fit to print. I first met Jackie in person at the Roosevelt Hotel located on Hollywood Boulevard at the book signing of her second book, and we've became fast friends ever since. From having lunch at the Chateau Marmont and walking around the hotel, marveling at all its architecture then deciding to hunt about the grounds uh, for the bungalow where John Belushi died. My favorite time was when we drove up into the Hollywood Hills for a private viewing of silent film star dubbed by the media as the girl who was too beautiful, Barbara Lamar's home. It's perched up on a hill with views of other gorgeous homes and lush trees surrounding the area. The home is mostly intact, including its secret side entrance for the many male young lovers Barbara required. Scandalous. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned to the next show for when we'll have more about our favorite icon. Until next time, cheers. Ever since she was a girl, she was little.